if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for being with us as we get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the first morning of the month of October in the year of our Lord 2020. Another month in the books in the horrible year of 2020. That is a good thing. The quicker we can flip the calendar, the better. Not that 2021 is promising to be any better, at least in terms of the pandemic and the constant uh, problems that we are dealing with as a result of it, but we can always hope, can we not? Uh, we also, of course, move another day closer to the presidential election on November 3rd, which may be decided by, I don't know, the next November 3rd, based on what we are continuing to see with respect to absentee ballots being misprinted or misdelivered, along with mail-in ballots, which are not requested as absentee ones are, continuing to be huge problems in many, many states. Uh, this is going to be a contested election. Make no mistake about that. Hillary Clinton told Donald or told uh, Joe Biden, do not concede under any circumstances. He has not disavowed that. He is essentially considering exactly that. And I would imagine President Trump is doing the same thing, which means we have to do something very important. If you are a believer in liberty, if you are a believer in capitalism, if you are a believer in law and order, if you are a believer in what America was founded upon, as opposed to being a believer in anarchy, being a believer in communism, being a believer in socialism, being a believer in defunding police and abolishing police, being a believer in surrendering sovereignty, if you are a believer in all of those things, well, this doesn't apply to you. But if you are a believer in the former list that I just ran down, we have to win overwhelmingly on November 3rd. The in-person votes must be so enormous in terms of the margins of victory in the most important states to get to 270 electoral votes that the mail-in balloting and all of the fraud that can come with it doesn't, have a, doesn't stand a chance of overturning the will of the people. That's the only thing that we can do. Control what we can control, and that is getting to the ballot box in person, either with early voting or uh, in person on Election Day. But do not trust your vote to reach its destination. Just telling you point blank, if you are a Trump voter, and quite frankly, no matter what kind of voter you are, do not trust your vote to get to its destination. 
whether it's incompetence or corruption, in the Postal Service or beyond. Nobody knows exactly which one is worse, but do not trust your vote to get to where to get where it's supposed to be and to be counted. You've got to do it in person. And by the way, early voting does. We're endeavoring to get uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose on the air, by the way, to talk about all of these issues, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, I know that's something that we're, we are working on. But uh, uh, do not trust your, your ballot. Do not trust the extraordinarily important ballot that you're going to cast uh, to the mail service. You've got to get out. And oh, Early voting does start, by the way, five days from now, October 6th. You can go to your local Board of Elections and cast your early vote. All right. I'm, uh, by the way, coming up on the program today, two great guests, both of, them, both of them in the next hour. So we've got a full hour of discussion. I've got some audio that I want to share with you, and I've also got some other important information, but I want to listen to you, too. So phone, phone lines are open here in hour number one at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. I've been accused of giving those numbers too fast for some people. By the way, do yourself a favor. Don't make me repeat it again and again and again and save it. When I give it to you and you got it, save it in your phone. Put it in contact. Just put Bob. Put Bob's show. Put authority. Do something in your contact in your phone. Then you never have to wait for me to give it. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Dr. Everett Piper at 1010 this morning is the first of those great guests. And Peter Kirsten now comes back for an encore presentation. He wants to say some things about the debate. Uh, obviously, we talked to Peter on the morning of the debate, so he didn't get a chance to do a reaction to the debate. He did it on Tucker last night, but I want to give him an opportunity here on the air this morning, so he'll be at 1035. So Dr. Piper, 1010, Pete at 1035, first hour is pretty much all yours. Love to hear from you at those numbers. Um, I'm really tired of this discussion, and I'm really, really frustrated with our president that we have to keep having it. I really do. Or, I mean, I really am. And I'm talking about defending President Trump against allegations of racism. They are so unfounded. They are so obviously not true. I mean, Peter has said this to me a few different times um, on the air and off. If Donald Trump is a racist, he is really, really bad at practicing racism. Considering what he has done for the African-American community in this country with the creation of opportunity zones in America's uh, biggest cities, and in some of the poorest communities, with the funding at record levels and not temporary but permanent funding of HBCUs, that's the historically black, black colleges and universities, with the signing of the First Step Act that he shepherded through Congress, uh, which is an overhaul of the criminal justice system, which disproportionately affects African Americans, to the uh, deregulation of businesses that have opened up more and more jobs to African-Americans and also to Hispanic-Americans, minorities in general, to the point where all of their unemployment rates prior to the pandemic were the lowest in recorded American history, to the point that he has appointed countless numbers. Uh, well, not countless, but it's just that I'm not going to count them because there's a lot of them. Uh, African-Americans to federal benches, to his cabinet, to very uh, important and high-ranking positions within uh, the cabinet departments. I mean, he has just been a phenomenally diverse president. And the idea that they are continuing to call him a white supremacist, a supporter of white supremacy, uh, a racist, etc., it's just, I'm so tired of it because it's been going on for four years. 
And the frustration that I have with the president, of course, is that he just gave them more rope. He just gave them more ammunition, phrase it however you want, uh, with the ridiculous question from, uh, uh, from Chris Wallace on uh, Tuesday night. Chris Wallace asked him if he would condemn white supremacy, and President Trump said, sure. <laughs> because, you know, and I understand his, what do you mean? Why would I not? I always have. But Chris Wallace and Joe Biden continue to say, do it now. Do it right now. Well, he didn't. And he should have. He should have said, "I of course." what I would hope he would have done is say, I, of course I condemn white supremacy, as I always have, and racism. Now, I'd like to ask my opponent at the other podium over there, will you condemn Antifa? Will you acknowledge Antifa's existence? But perhaps the president didn't want to answer that question because he found it so beneath him and so ridiculous to suggest that he needed to do that. And Chris Wallace's question was probably beyond out of bounds. I never considered it from the perspective that Mark Stein did uh, last night. I, I watched Mark Stein. He visited with Tucker for about three, four minutes. And uh, he made a really, really great point here. Demanding to know whether or not the president will now condemn white supremacy is suggesting that he never has before. And that's comparable to, well, I'll let Mark give you his own analogy. Angry doesn't work. It's not effective. I remind myself or try every night when I write my open. I don't always follow my own <laughs> advice. But no, no, funny works no, better some, than mad. Sometimes righteous anger works. For example, I don't believe being told uh, that you're a, uh, to, you've got to condemn white supremacy is a good faith question because it implies you've somehow been cozying up to it. It's like, when did you stop beating your wife? So yeah. if you've asked it, you should actually say, uh, that's a fair question, Chris, if you also put it to the guy across the stage who actually boasted about how he was able to work with segregationist Democrat senators, uh, who actually said he'd do well in South Carolina because Delaware is a slave state. You've got you to have some righteous anger, but you've got to use it sparingly. I, I thought Mark Stein's analogy there to the when did, when did you stop beating your wife was just about as perfect as, uh, as it can get. By making the president say that he condemns white supremacy on stage at the debate, it's as if he has never done it before. It's as if he has been, how did uh, Stein phrase it, cozying up to white supremacists in the past. But you're ready to stop that now, right? It's kind of like saying, when did you stop beating your wife? You oppose domestic violence and you're not going to do it anymore, right? And President Trump shouldn't have to do that. Because he has condemned white supremacy on countless occasions including at the most important occasion, the one that has continued to persist, the Charlottesville lie, for the last three years. And, and maybe the president didn't want to answer it the way they wanted to ask it because he was frustrated and angry by, by the suggestion that he has to. Will you condemn white supremacy? Sure, he said. What do you mean? Of course, I always have. Why do you want to make me say something here as if I've never said it before? Because I have said it many, many times before. Aging culture, and you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis 
and white nationalists. I mean, that, that's the Charlottesville lie, part of that press conference uh, after the terrible uh, you know, battle and the riot or whatever you want to call it in Charlottesville um, three years ago. But that's just one example. There have been many other occasions. I've got a list of them in front of me. So, again, I probably shouldn't use the adjective countless to describe these because I did count them or they, had, they can be counted. But I've got a bunch of them uh, in front of me, and I'm going to share some of them because as much as we shouldn't have to do this, we do. The way the debates, you know, the debate went and the question from Wallace went and the president's choice of just saying, sure, and then meant, uh, when somebody brought up the Proud Boys, he said, yeah, they should, uh, uh, they should um, uh, stand, what did he say? He said, stand by. Stand by instead of stand down, uh, which I think is exactly what he meant. I mean, look, the president sometimes can be a clunky speaker, and I think what he meant to say was stand down. And then he clarified that, by the way. He clarified uh, that yesterday, saying, I don't even know who they are. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. Law enforcement will do the work more and more. As people see how bad this radical liberal Democrat movement is and how weak, the law enforcement's going to come back stronger and stronger. But again, I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. I truly, and maybe I'm being partisan here, but I truly believe that that is what he intended to say at the debate. He didn't mean to say stand by as in just stand by and I'll tell you when to act. Because, again, that belies everything President Trump has done in office to tamp down violence and racial division. It, it in no way, shape, or form would be keeping consistent with the message that he has delivered and the, uh, the tone and the tenor that he has set. He has done everything he can to stop the racial division and to the idea that he would especially. And I want the leftists and the nut jobs in the media who, who think this to, to really consider, do you think he's that stupid that he would, on a debate stage in front of 75 million people watching, say something as obvious as, stand by, proud boys, I'll tell you when to act, intentionally? Clearly, he is, like I said, his sometimes his mouth gets ahead of his brain. He is a clunky speaker, and he was trying to say, stand down, whoever you are, stand down, because this is not your job. This is not, this is not what we want, is to have radical clashes in the streets between far righties and far lefties. This is not what we want. But he said, stand by instead of stand down. As if stand by to the side. Don't get in the middle of all of this. But this is, of course, how they're going to portray it. All right. Uh, so much to get into on, on this. I do want to hear from you, too. 216 This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Twenty-six. Now the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer: President Trump continuing now to face accusations that he is a white supremacist or a supporter of a white supremacist for uh, his comment on stage on Tuesday night. And by the way, thank you to a caller off the air who uh, reminded us the first part was stand back. 
the president said when somebody brought up the Proud Boys, he said, yeah, Proud Boys, stand back, stand by. Uh, it's clear. You could tell even by his, his inflection that he, that he meant, like, don't do anything. Stand aside. Stand back. Stand aside. Stand down. It kind of all means the same thing to the president, but of course, the left in always thinking the worst because that's what they do. The press and the left, the demon rat media and the demon rat politicians and the demon rat voters and the demon rat supporters, and I repeat myself because they're all one and the same, they all uh, decided to say he meant stand by. I'll be giving you the green light to go and commit terrible crimes against people of color any moment now. And by the way, the notion that the Proud Boys is a white supremacist group would be really a surprise to the black members of the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys is a right-wing organization, no question about that. They are very, very staunch in their support of the Constitution, no question about that. They are in no way, shape, or form exclusively white. Ask this black guy. My name is Edwin Arthur. I'm an L.A. Proud Boy chapter. Um, I didn't always support Trump. I didn't vote for him because I didn't know to trust it. I didn't trust Hillary Clinton at all and would have never voted for him. So I wanted Trump to prove it, and he has proved it to me, and I will vote for him in 2020. So uh, I believe America, Make America Great's real. I believe it's real for black people and black Americans to support making America great again. Hold on, I got to check my notes here. Didn't wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be a white supremacist group. What is this black guy doing advocating for and becoming a member of the Proud Boys, along with many, many others, by the way? It's because, once again, the mainstream media and the far left demon rats are lying to us. It is not a white supremacist organization. And President Trump having to condemn it is irrelevant to anything and everything having to do with race in this country. But they don't want you to know that. All you need to know to know how untrue the things that have been said about the Proud Boys are is the fact that they are on the Southern Poverty Law Center's uh, list of hate groups, along with those terrible, hateful lawyers at Alliance Defending Freedom. That's right. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the hate list, the hate group list of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Why? Because they represent people who have cases uh, in which their constitutional rights are being violated. Because they represent people like Little Sisters of the Poor and like uh, 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 Arlene's Flowers and like uh, 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 you know Masterpiece Cake Shop. Because they represent people whose constitutional rights are being violated by the inter uh, uh intersectionality specialists in the democrat party by the um uh what else do we want, what else do we want to call them i think you understand the point but by the you know the uh, uh identity uh, uh voter sect if you will of the democrat party everybody has to have their opportunity to file a lawsuit against somebody for not giving them everything that they want based on their own identities and ADF defends those being attacked. And that puts them on the SPLC. And that's just one example. You know what the Southern Poverty Law Center is. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this program and with some experts as well. Well, that's where the Proud Boys are listed. Uh, so it just gives you an idea of who they truly are, uh, they being the Southern Poverty Law Center. President Trump doesn't know much about the Proud Boys at all. So he told them to stand down. Uh, he didn't say it right because he's clunky sometimes. But you know exactly what he meant because of what he has said in the past no matter what the left tries to tell you about the present. 
News time now. Your call's after. Bob France, here on AM 1420. The Answer. All right, 936 now, the Bob France Authority on a Thursday. Dr. Everett Piper coming up at 1010. Peter Kirsten out with an encore performance at 1035. Your phone calls, well, immediately. Uh, let's go to Dennis, who is in Brunswick. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Dennis. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks. Go ahead. Okay, the reason I call is that uh, we watched uh, the video on, of the repeat of the uh, Biden's uh, debate with Trump, and he yep. cheated. He had a wire up his sleeve. It, you could see it two or three times, uh, and I also received several stills from it uh, from a number of my Facebook friends. Yeah, I I, I've seen aware. that stuff, too, Dennis. Let me jump in, my friend. Um, I've seen that stuff, too. Uh, I'm not buying it, even for a second. Uh, and here's the reason why. As as bad and as evil as the Democrats are, they're not stupid enough to put a wire on the outside of somebody's white shirt. That is not a wire uh, that is inside of his lapel. Think about that. People have been wiring people with, you know, hidden microphones and so on and so forth. The police have been doing it forever in order to, you know, conduct surveillance and to get people to say uh, incriminating things. And they tape that to the chest and, and they do it inside the shirt. What knucklehead on wow. live television <laughs> with a number of with a number of uh, uh, with 75 million people watching would put a black wire on the outside of the guy's shirt and, and then and then have it pop out of his jacket uh like that um that you know they're 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 evil people dennis but they're not stupid enough to do that i do not buy that for one second it was sticking out of his sleeve on his left no, side. No, that, yeah, well, they, and, and they said what that was. And you know what? It, there is a little black thing there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they said that that was a bracelet that he wears in honor of his dead son that's actually a rosary made into a bracelet. Now, I, again, I, I don't have any way to verify that that's true or not, right. but I will guarantee you that that wrinkle in his shirt that they're trying to tell us is a black wire on the outside of a white shirt is not a black wire on the outside of a white shirt, which calls the entire thing into question. They're bad people, but they're not that stupid. Yeah. Well, nothing surprises me, though. Yeah, well, you know, and you're right. You know, listen, I believe they'll cheat. Do not get. I think you're going to cheat the election by way of the the, the counting of the ballots, particularly oh, the mail-in yeah, that, ballots. Yeah, that's that's where their cheating is going to come from here. I I don't believe uh, that you know that what like I said, you'd have to be just the height of incompetent. If you take a black wire and just try to tuck it inside a guy's suit jacket outside of a white shirt uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on TV in which 75 million people are going to have countless numbers of close-ups of him as he gives his debate answers, it's just dumb to think that that would be you know the way to do it. You would have the inside the shirt taped to the skin, not moving, the way they have been doing it forever. So don't let the Internet pull you in, man. The Internet is just, you know, there's so much crap out there you just cannot... You know, you cannot you cannot trust all of that stuff. I think they're cheaters, but I think they're going to cheat in the vote counting, not in debate time. Yeah. All right, By the my way, man. Mark King's a great guy. You know, we Mark? Yeah, we're using. Oh, that's right, fantastic. Right. What a great. That was a totally yeah, unsolicited testimonial, but I'm so glad to hear you say that. Mark is a great guy. I've had such a, a great time getting to know him since we started working together. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah. 
Okay. Have a All right. Good. Thank you, Dennis. God bless, sir. Uh, yeah, if you if you are going into Medicare seriously, open enrollment starts on October fifteenth, so it's two weeks away. Uh, you got to call Mark King. You really do, uh, Mark. And keeping Medicare. So you can also log on if you want more info. Keeping uh, keeping dot com, and uh, check it out for yourself. That, what a great call. Uh, let's go to a Mark, but it's not that Mark. It's this Mark in Fairview on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Mark. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Uh, you were talking about the Southern Poverty Law Center. Just yeah. wanted to mention that uh, Dr. Carson is on his list too. Yeah, so that, should, uh, <laughs> that should tell you something about this organization. But, a thousand uh, percent right. Thank the, you. I wanted to say something about this cord. I believe the cord was leading to a detonator in his suit in case he had a major meltdown, and they would just press the button and uh, <laughs> end him on stage. I'm going to take my aluminum helmet off right now and uh anyhow there was uh he made a story or a, a statement about a, it was a concept not an organization for this uh, antifa yeah and, well, i think uh, he said it was uh, an idea well hold on yeah. no hold on i, I gotta go back now because nadler th- said it was an idea um how did biden phrase it i don't know but yeah not it, i think i think it was something similar to an idea but yes no, idea or something not an organization yeah. or what but he's stating that ray from the fbi mentioned this and if this guy if this is this is a truth that guy had to be removed immediately and it's just like the other guy in the, the congress or whatever this handler i think handler from new york who said the riots they were talking about the riots and he said they were a yeah. myth you know so yeah I mean, he's, this is what you're dealing with but i want to continue on with uh, as many times as i've seen uh the president you know, disavow things, plus listening to the recording over and over and over, which he talked about the people who were there. I, I mean, it's it just so many times, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that people don't get it. And I think really Wallace, by bringing this up and uh, formulating the question the way he did, I think it was, he was totally irresponsible. And um, totally agree. thing, I, I watch these morning shows in, in the morning. I want to see what the opposition's up to. One of the worst is the CBS. And uh, they they were they spent all kinds of time and uh, white rings white uh, rings of uh, what do you call it uh, groups and their proud boys et cetera et cetera and uh, yeah. they had the, this Gail on there I don't know her last name but she's uh, she's a big friend of the Oprah and the Oprah Oprah Fat Free Gail show, King you know? I think yeah but, I think it's Gail yeah, King they, yeah. but they spent the whole day on that the whole morning on that you know and. Uh, but I, I think this. I think Wallace was really irresponsible. But the other statement I wanted to make that, that Biden made, uh, he was, you know, he sat down. He got, he got on that thing about uh, Trump calling the soldiers suckers and this and that. There's no no proof yeah. at all. No proof at all. But you know, he's either misinformed or or I think he's. I, I really think he's going by this concept of uh, uh, repetition uh, of the big lie and just keep repeating that over and over again a lot of the dummies out there and they're going to they're going to you know absorb it and uh well yeah i mean let's let's think about who we're talking about here mark mark let's think about who we're talking about here you know you know the old phrase this isn't my first rodeo this is joe biden's 47th rodeo he is he is a career politician he knows all the tricks yes he knows about the big lie yes he knows about repetition and thank you for the call mark yes everything you just said is true and by the way the focus that they're putting on the proud boys uh, is just such a freaking uh, distraction. This is their way of deflecting. This is what the Democrats do. We know this. 
if they are are funneling money, they will accuse you of funneling money. Money. If they are uh, perpetuating racism, they will accuse you of being a racist. I mean, everything that they do, they deflect upon to you. That's what they do. Okay, and that is no. This is nothing more than that. When you talk about all of the attention now being on the Proud Boys, this far right group. Because they have to take the attention off of Antifa, which is the far left group, and of the two, which which is the one smashing windows, looting stores, setting fires, pulling people out of trucks, blocking traffic, beating them. I mean, it's Antifa doing it all, and they can't have the focus continue to be on that. So they got to find a far right group and say that's the real problem. But the real the truth is the far-right groups aren't out there in the streets committing these acts of violence. But they have to take the attention off of themselves. Their deflection, it comes right from the uh, 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 rules for radicals. It comes right from Alinsky. This is what they do. And Joe Biden knows it as well as anybody because he's been in Congress about as long as Congress has existed in the Senate. And then in the White House. He knows exactly what he's doing here. And you're right about Chris Wallace too, Mark. The idea that he would even ask that question and try to suggest, okay, Mr. President, now, for the first time in front of America, will you condemn white supremacy? The question is just such bull. It is just so bogus. Mark Stein is right. It is like asking, when did you stop beating your wife? What are you talking about? I've never beaten my wife. Oh, so now you're against beating your wife after you used to beat your wife. Mr. President, now will you condemn white supremacists on live TV in front of 75 million people watching a debate? What do you mean now? I've always condemned white supremacy. And I have been given awards by African-American organizations, including the Rainbow Coalition and the NAACP, during my time as a private citizen and as a businessman. I have been given awards for my work with the black community. They loved me until I ran for president as a Republican. Then suddenly now I'm a white supremacist? It's just so much garbage that he has to go through, and it makes me furious. I still wish he would have said something on stage like that. I wish he would have made our job easier and said, of course I condemn white supremacy because I always have. My question now is when is he, pointing at Joe Biden, going to condemn Antifa? Not only will Biden not, uh, not condemn Antifa, he will not ex- acknowledge its existence, just like Jerry Nadler. It's an idea. It's a philosophy. It's not a thing. Meanwhile, there are Facebook pages run by Antifa. Planning and organizing on Twitter as well. Their next hits. I mean, they have manifestos online for crying out loud. Members are proud members. They dress in Antifa gear. They wear Antifa and Che Guevara uh, uh, shirts. And they bring bats and helmets and rocks and frozen water bottles and bags of urine to every event that they can to cause chaos. Antifa is real. They're violent. They're dangerous. And that's why the left, Joe Biden, Chris Wallace, and all of them have teamed up teamed up to say, what about the Proud Boys? What about the Proud Boys? So we'll stop talking about Antifa. Proud Boys are not a white supremacist group. The Proud Boys are very diverse, as a matter of fact. Are they far right? Yes. Are they extremely defensive of the Constitution and our Bill of Rights, and in particular the Second Amendment? Yes. 
Might they go a little too far sometimes? Possibly. Are they the ones burning buildings in the streets every night for the last six and a half, seven months? Absolutely not. They are not the issue here. Donald Trump is not the issue here. Far-left violence going on unabated and not condemned by Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, or any of the rest of them. That is the issue here. Dennis Brunswick. No, sorry. We already had Dennis Brunswick. I'm lost. we got to freshen that up. Guy, Berea, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Guy, go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a couple points to make. One, Antifa has been an organization since the 1920s, 1930s. Uh, two, if anybody, wh- whoever watched the debate, the first thing I noticed is when I saw Biden, is how pegged his eyes were. Uh, completely black, looked like he's a demon. He must have been on something, like you tell, it probably wasn't coffee. And then... Uh, well, I, you know, I'm not a doc, so I can't tell when somebody's eyes are dilated like that, you know, what the, what the situation might be. Uh, you know, I, I, look, I think we all know about his cognitive decline. I think we all know about his inability to function sometimes on camera. He doesn't think well on his feet. Maybe they did pump him full of caffeine to make sure he's had enough energy to last 90 minutes. I don't know, but I'm not going to make any accusations without, without foundation. That's what the left does. Well, yeah, that was just a uh, observation. I mean, the first thing I saw was how black his eyes were. But the other thing is, both campaigns had agreed to be inspected for wiretaps and stuff. And, of course, Trump's campaign said, yeah, go ahead. But yet Biden himself vehemently uh, refused and says, no, you're not going to uh, search. That is, un- that is at this point, Guy, my friend, that is unproven. Um, you know, again, the, this is the Internet, and the Internet works overtime, uh, and, and you just don't know what you can believe. Uh, according to the debate commission, there was no such agreement made. This was something that the Trump team asked for, asked to, to, for, for both sides to agree to check for wires or to check for listening devices or any of those kind of earpieces and so on. And that they said that uh, Biden's team refused that, that request, but it was a Trump team request, not an agreement that was made between both sides. Uh, so, you know, again, this is just, and thanks for the call, uh, guy, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm not going to say it's a thousand percent untrue. I'm going to say it's highly unlikely. Again, they have ways that they're going to cheat. I don't think it's this way. I think their cheating is going to come when it comes to, comes time to count the votes. And I think this is why they're creating as much chaos as they can by sending out absentee ballots and mail-in vote ballots unsolicited to millions and millions and millions of Americans. And then it's going to be utter chaos and if and when they lose on election night, which I believe they will, this will be their 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 last gasp, Hail Mary. Well, I, they don't do Hail Marys on the demon rat side, uh, at least some of them. Um, but this is going to be their last gasp. It's going to try to say, no, look at all of the uncounted votes here. This doesn't count. This election is invalid. We will not concede. And they're going to challenge it again and again and again and again until it gets to the Supreme Court, which by then should have nine members, including... Justice Amy Coney Barrett. We'll be right back.
Okay, 9.56, coming up uh, on the 10 o'clock hour, in which uh, time or at which time we will talk to Dr. Everett Piper at 1010. Uh, he's got a really interesting column out uh, this week as well, uh, and it's a it's kind of a retrospective look at the Breonna Taylor situation that has spawned new rioting, of course, in Louisville and around the country. Uh, facts don't matter to some people, but they do uh, to Dr. Piper, and he's going to talk about that as well as the debate, as well as the Supreme Court nomination of just uh, Judge uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, the anti-Catholic nature of the accusations and the attacks on Barrett are very frustrating. Now, Dr. Piper's not uh, uh, Catholic. He's Christian, though. He's evan- evangelical, and um, he's furious with what the left is doing to Amy Coney Barrett. And you know who else should be furious to what the left is doing to Amy Coney Barrett? All women. And I mean all women. I don't care what your ideology is. I don't care what your political stripes look like. I'm talking about women. If you care at all about the belief that women should be able to work the same jobs as men and be moms at the same time, you should be livid. Because they are accusing Amy Coney Barrett of either being a substandard judge because she has to spend so much time worried about her kids because she's got seven kids, or... She's a substandard mom because she's spending all of her time on her cases and working on the bench. And if she goes to the Supreme Court, it's going to be even more. They're saying that a woman can't do two things. They can't have a job at a high level like a man that requires all kinds of time and still be a good mom. If you're a working mom, this should tick you off. You know, it's so funny, you hear the liberal left, and you hear the yes-all-women, believe-all-women, and you hear all of their nonsense that they pulled through, uh, pulled out, I should say, against uh, uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, uh, claiming that he is disrespectful and misogynistic of women, and he did these terrible things to women, and all of the stuff that they invented out of whole cloth. And people rallied, rallied around, uh, uh, what was her name, uh, Blase Ford, Deborah, I think it was Deborah, wasn't it? Uh, what, no, Christine Blase Ford. Everybody rallied around this woman here in the last... Well, now it's a woman who's actually the nominee. And are they rallying around the woman? No, they're tearing the woman down and saying, you can't be a good mom. You suck. You're a terrible mom because you're going to be spending all your time on the job. Who's going to watch your kids? Nanny Cam? That's what they're saying. That's telling every woman who wants to continue their career and to advance and perhaps be promoted in their career to higher levels than they were. You shouldn't do that. You've got kids. Why aren't you home with your kids? Literally, the American left and leftist elected women are telling Amy Coney Barrett she ought to stay home barefoot in the kitchen. Not pregnant anymore, of course, because she's already got seven, and that's irresponsible. But be barefoot in the kitchen. Be a mom to your children. You can't be on the court. How can you possibly be on the court and take care of those babies? And how can you possibly pay attention to your court cases when you are taking care of those babies? How can you possibly take care of all of the needs that you have on both ends? You, you're just a woman. It is unbelievable to me how they can possibly do this to attack her for her faith and for her sex. Can you imagine if Amy Coney Barrett was nominated, if she was a Muslim woman with many kids and was nominated by a Democrat president? 
And if anybody on the Republican side of things condemned her for her faith, and if anybody on the Republican side of things said, you can't be a good mom and be a Supreme Court justice, what would the left do? The mushroom cloud over Washington could be seen from space. That's how fast they would explode. But with Amy Coney Barrett, hey, we've got, uh, we've got a country to destroy, and she's in the way. So we've got to stop her. Dr. Piper will join us next to talk about all of it on AM 1420, The Answer.